We're going to start off this episode by giving our best wishes to Alex Albon, who has been tested positive for appendicitis. Um, appendicitis, to those people who don't know, is a disease of the appendix where um, there's an in- inflammation in the appendix and it has to be removed. Um, it can be caused by infections from virus, bacteria, or parasites in your digestive tract, or it sometimes can even in very rare but sure cases even be caused by tumors so we hope that none of that is true we hope that Alban recovers very quickly um, with that I also want to mention that Nick DeFries the Formula E champion was brought in as substitute to Alex Albon by Williams um, and that dude damn like he finished eighth you know williams okay like out of all cars you know that, that were racing the car that you least expected to finish in the top 10 is probably a williams and nick took that car and made it finish p8 i think if i'm not wrong um it was absolutely amazing to see nick finish that high and yeah, it was his first Formula 1 race ever. That was a debut race. And he got two points in his first race. So that is that is insane. I think if he got two points, then he has to be ninth then, not eighth. Uh, I need to check up on that. But anywho, Nick got two points in his first race versus the teammate he beat, Nicholas Latifi. Zero points in 16 races. So, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, this is pretty much the final nail in the coffin that Nicholas Latifi is not going to be around next year, most likely. But coming to the race now, coming to the front of the race, Charles Leclerc had a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant qualifying Saturday. And he qualified in pole for Ferrari's home GP. Towards the end, the safety car was triggered, and I am kind of opposed to a safety car being triggered. We're going to talk about safety car issues. That I have, I have, prob- I have problems with uh, the safety car rules and regulations, and even the existence of safety cars, but we will talk about that later. But basically what happened was, in the final four laps or four or five laps, uh, Daniel Ricciardo comes to a stop, and, you know, because of some reliability issues and what actually happens is that there is um i don't know um i don't know how to call this without being biased on one side but you know what actually i'm gonna be biased this episode i'm gonna be biased i am gonna i have finally decided that i'm not going to play this unbiased neutral role and shit anymore okay i we're not doing that anymore i am gonna be full-blown biased from now on this is the first episode of being biased uh and then we're just going to continue this forever pretty much because i'm tired of this okay i'm tired of this i'm going to be full-blown biased because if the sky uh, network is allowed being british to talk for lewis hamilton's interest and if all the dutch fans can talk about you know max's interest if all the red bull fans can freely talk about max's interest and Perez's interest and Red Bull's interest, 
why I, as a Tifosi, should not talk about Ferrari's interest. I'm going to talk about Ferrari's interest. I'm going to be, this is the, this is the first official day that I officially am going to announce that now I am going to be full-blown biased towards Ferrari, okay? Just keep that in mind. Basically, in that incident, Ricardo parked his car um, on the side. I don't remember which corner that was or which straight that was, but towards the end of the lap. I think it was somewhere in sector two. I'm pretty sure at the ending of sector two. Basically, what actually happened is um, that he had some reliability issue. He had to stop the car. And for two laps, the safety car wasn't even out of the pit lane for some odd reason. Okay, the safety car wasn't even out there yet. And Max is obviously taking turns. Obviously, their safety car has been announced. And it is the safety car. Um, but safety car hasn't really caught up to Max yet. It hasn't even let, left the pit lane for two whole laps out of those four laps. There is nobody, there's no marshals there. Nobody's trying to move the car. Nobody's doing anything. They're just standing there. Like they haven't even reached there. He, Ricardo couldn't park it on the open grass on the left on the runoff. He parked it on the right for some reason where there was no runoff. Half, the, half his car is still on the track. So it's even harder. For two laps, for some odd reason, the safety car is not able to quote unquote catch Max, even though he was not even like the safety car wasn't even out at that point. Um, if we go on about it, then it could have easily been red flagged and they could have restarted that race for like the last four laps because the red flag had already occurred in that same race. At the start, I think in the first, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, similar red flags have happened on Monza a lot of times in a lot of years. So it's not like it shouldn't happen right now. It's again, and the thing is that the race ended behind a safety car, and it wouldn't have ended if the safety car was faster, or if the people responsible, that is the marshals, were quicker, like they are on other tracks. I don't know what was going on. But it, they basically, there was a 16 second gap, somewhere between 16 to 17 was fluctuating, but it was a 16 second gap between Max in first and Charles Leclerc in second. That's it. When the safety car triggered, both of them came together. Another thing is that when all the back markers were allowed, are always allowed, to go past the safety car and join the queue from the end uh, at the back basically they are allowed to take the entire lap and then rejoin from the back that was not allowed for some odd reason because between Max and Charles there were two cars Valtteri Bottas and Yuki Sonoda both of them right there and then when the safety car wasn't out um, for two laps, it is clear that it was something was going on. You know, like I, I don't understand why is it that Verstappen is always helped by the safety car some way, somehow. It's always Verstappen that it's somehow helped by the safety car. Like, is it some sort of a coincidence? I think not, but still. Why is it always him that is exclusively helped? 
by the safety car since the past two seasons now. It has been two seasons, and the safety car always helps him. Somehow. Is he lucky? I think not. There's something more behind the scenes, I feel. Now, um, uh, at the same time, we are going to... This is I'm, I'm recording this in the middle of the night. That is why I'm this low in terms of volume. But now here's the thing. This race, the one thing it had awesome in it was Sainz and Hamilton. Both of them climbed 14 positions. Sainz ended up 4th, Hamilton in 5th. Both of them, each of them, climbed 14 positions in the order. 14 positions from their qualification order. Okay, like Aston Martin had both their cars, both Vettel and Stroll, retire from the race. Um, you know, they, Nick DeFries does a great job, but Sainz and Hamilton, just, just awesome. Like the, the first 20, 25 laps, all you were seeing on the side screen, where it shows all the names of all the race car drivers and stuff, all you were seeing in on that screen for the first 20, 25 laps is SAI going up from, you know, from, I think it was 20 to up to fifth. And then it goes up to, and then it goes, I think it was 18 or something like that from up to fifth. And then takes a pit stop, goes into second, seventh, eighth, and then comes back to fifth and then fourth. That, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Same goes with Hamilton, but Hamilton wasn't really shown much on camera for some reason. Science was for a big time. And Hamilton probably for some odd reason was not. If we look at um, further pointers that I've written down from the race, um, the big question, the big question is, has Ricardo found his last form? Because even though I have mentioned just now that, you know, Ricardo had a hard time, he, you know, he was the reason that the safety guard was called because he had some reliability issue. But he had that reliability issue four laps or five laps before the race finished. But in that same situation, in that same situation, because Ricardo was like before Ricardo entered into that situation and before um, Ricardo basically destroyed his race, or should I say McLaren's reliability destroyed his race, he was going 8th or 7th, 7th, I'm pretty sure 7th, 7th or 8th. Okay, like it was 6th, I think it was Norris, then 7th was Ricardo, 8th, I think was Gasly. Or Sonoda, one of the two. No, it was Gasly. It was Gasly, I'm pretty sure. And then it was, and then Gasly overtook Sonoda. Sorry, Gasly overtook Ricardo. What am I talking? Like Gasly overtook Ricardo, and the situation became sixth was Norris, seventh was Gasly, and eighth was Ricardo. And ninth was Nick DeFries. So what actually happened was Ricardo in the final four or five laps. For some reason, he entered. It's not clear 
I, I didn't I wasn't updated on what reliability issue he did have but uh, he stopped in the side probably an engine failure or a gearbox failure and could also be that he ran out, ran out of fuel I don't know but something happened um, and he stopped his car on the side and that was pretty much the end of his race and that is pretty much what promoted Nick DeFries from 9th to 8th or something like that um, in the entire situation. Now, before that was happening, Norris being 6th is okay, fine, I get that. But Ricardo, who has been consistently been out of the points for quite a few races now, has he started to find his form again? Are we close to him finding his form? Like, I don't know why, why, why this happens with him. But it's always that Ricardo, when he's leaving a team, suddenly starts performing very well. You know, when, when he, back in the days when it was not Alpine, it was Renault back in the day. Um, I think it was 2019 or 2020, something like that. 2018, probably. Or 2019, don't remember. But Ricardo was leaving Renault and um, he was going to go into um, McLaren. That was the deal. So I'm pretty sure that was 2020 then. Yeah, 2020 then. So he was leaving Renault and he was going into McLaren. Renault, he made Renault the fourth constructor on the grid. So basically it was Mercedes then Red Bull, then Ferrari, and then Renault. They were that good. If not Ferrari, then it would have been, I don't know, McLaren or Aston Martin or somebody, I don't remember. But that was pretty awesome. Okay, the, being fourth on the constructors was pretty awesome in 2020. It was looking very good for them. 2022, 2023, 2021 as well even. So, like... Then Ricardo left, everything went out of shit. Now, here's the thing. Norris finishing P6. Awesome. You know, like, it, it was pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. And Ricardo finishing, almost finishing P8, almost finishing P8, was would have been a better thing. You know, talking about Nick DeFries again, uh, he even got the driver of the day for the for the race. For the first race, he got a driver of the day award. He got uh, points, two points, and he got a Williams into the points. So that was pretty awesome. That was pretty pretty awesome. Now I'm going to leave you guys with a big question here: Should laps behind safety car be counted? Because this is creating a very big problem. Okay. It happened in 2021, Abu Dhabi GP, with Hamilton and Max. It's happening this year as well. It happened this race as well, actually, between Charles Leclerc and Max. The same safety car issue. So, to avoid this entire issue as a whole, I'm going to leave you with this question. Should laps blind safety cars be counted? Aren't they truly racing laps? Aren't they even, should they even be considered a part of the race? Or like, 
basically what I'm saying is that the laps can continue happening, whatever. But if the safety car was called in at lap 49, it's going to stay in lap 49 until safety car goes back in to the pit lane. So we are still going to get four laps of racing or five laps of racing or whatever. It doesn't matter if the safety car is there or not. Basically, that's what I'm saying. That after the safety car went in, the races don't end with say behind a safety car. Should laps behind safety cars be counted? I'm going to repeat this question. And I'm going to leave you with this question. Um, at the end of this episode, I've been recording this. Uh, this is right now. It's 11.30 in the night. So I have to edit this as well. And I have to put it out. So, yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, rate the podcast five stars if you're enjoying it. And um, share this episode with your friends. And put it on Instagram or whatever. I don't know. Like, share it however you want. And, um, yeah. Bye.